Welcome to Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur, where I drink, discuss, and discover the world of distilled spirits. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. This is episode 60, and I'm drinking Cocolero Classico. For each episode of Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur, you should expect that I'll be well-researched and educational, also entertaining and consistent in my reviews. For this episode, I had the pleasure of speaking with the creator of Cocolero, Mr. John Ralph, who was also the founder and CEO of Intrepid Spirits, and I have him to thank for his time and sharing with me the story of this spirit. The bottle I have for the tasting is Cocolero Classico, the sacred spirit of the Andes. It is 750 milliliters, bottled at 29% alcohol by volume, making it 58 proof and it sells for about $25 to $30 in the United States. The bottle itself is a custom bottle. It is clear glass with an ornate diamond-shaped label that's predominantly black with gold foil accents. The word Cocolero is the largest text in the middle, but it also reads an extraordinary crafting of 17 curious and exceptional botanicals. There's also a smiling man on the label above the text, Authentic South American Herbal Spirit. Funny story about the man on the label. Some people have thought that is John Ralph himself. And in Japan, people have seen him on the street and run after him and said, Oh, Mr. Cocolero. But uh, indeed, that is not John himself. It actually represents a Cocolero. More on that in just a bit. The glass also has ridges along the bottom, which make it easier to hold when pouring. There's a clear back label that provides a little more detail on what Cocolero is, plus the legal stuff. But what is Cocolero? Well, it's a spirit made with coca leaf. Yes, that coca leaf, the same used for the illicit narcotic cocaine. This spirit, of course, is non-narcotic. More detail to come, I promise. But first, let's taste it. Usually on this podcast, I'm opening a bottle for the first time, but I actually cracked this bottle open while I was talking with John. So I've opened it, I've tried it, but of course I'm going to go for another pour. So here we go. As with all spirits, I'm tasting it neat. I'm using a clean Glencairn glass. It's a whiskey nosing glass, allows you to gather the aromas at the top, really get a good look at the spirit. You can swirl it without much risk of it sloshing and splashing. So Glencairn is a great way to drink a spirit. I also try it neat, which is room temperature right out of the bottle, not diluted. I do that because I believe that's how distillers and brands intend for the product to taste. So in the glass, it's very green. It's a light green, it's pleasant. And on the nose, it's minty and fresh is the notes I get first. Also pick up citrus on the nose. A little mentholatum flavor to it. Uh, pick up, it's the brightness. There's mint in it. There's spearmint and peppermint, actually two different types of mint. All right, enough on the nose. Let's give it a taste. Mm. It drinks a bit like a gin. It's not overly sweet. It is a liqueur, so it has some sugar added, uh, but it's not 
overly sweet. It's fresh and minty. There's a lavender flavor on the mid palate. The aftertaste and kind of the breathness as you exhale is very minty. Little slight spice to it. Pick up some green tea flavors. It's it's interesting and different yet familiar at the same time. One more little taste. Get the little spiciness. It's not very strong. 58 proof isn't bad at all. So there's not a lot of the ethanol. You can feel it a little bit, but it's not a high proof spirit by any stretch. A little bit of spiciness, but a nice floral, lavender, minty, citrusy. It's complex. Now on to the history. Cocolero is a relatively new brand. It only launched in 2013. The story of how Cocolero came to be follows John Ralph's entry into the spirits business. A native of Dublin, Ireland, early on he started doing promotions for nightclubs that turned into doing promotions for energy drinks. This led to him being approached about importing a brand of liqueurs into Ireland named Mickey Finn's. This importation business led to a growing business of importation into Ireland that had been underdeveloped. John eventually secured distribution for notable global brands for the Irish market, and he was able to extend that business experience into a similar importation business into China in 2008. 2008 also happened to be when the global economy went into recession. Ireland was hit hard and was economically depressed for a couple years. The business in China was doing well though, and by 2010, John moved to Shanghai full-time. It was exciting and fun in China, while Ireland was still faring not so well. John made the decision to sell the distribution business in Ireland and focus on his business in China. After having been in the spirits importation and distribution business for several years, he had had a lot of ideas for spirits, but not a good way to bring those ideas to life. Cocolero, however, was the jumping off point. While Cocolero is not the world's first coca leaf liqueur, John says he drew inspiration from the origin of Coca-Cola that he'd read up on. Coca-Cola traces its origins to coca wine, a vin marani, which was coca leaves macerated in red wine invented by a Parisian chemist named Angelo Marani in 1863. The narcotic wine became immensely popular, with the literary greats such as Jules Verne, a fan, as well as the Pope. The Pope was said to carry a flask of Marani's wine with him. The inventor of Coca-Cola, a native of Georgia, Dr. John Pemberton, saw the success of Vim Marani and set about to create his own version, eventually selling Pemberton's French wine coca. Pemberton's version became popular in Atlanta, Georgia. However, about a year after its introduction, the growing temperance movement in the U.S. led to Fulton County, where Atlanta is located, to go dry by 1886. This meant that Pemberton had to remove the alcohol from his product if he wanted to keep selling it. So he spent the next year reformulating and eventually came up with a concoction that became Coca-Cola. He of course kept the coca leaf and cola nut in the drink because those weren't banned by temperance. It was only the alcohol. So John Ralph was inspired by the origin of Coca-Cola and was traveling in South America and experienced coca leaf culture firsthand. Particularly in Bolivia, the stimulant effects of coca leaf have been used for centuries. It helps with everything from altitude sickness to other ailments. The leaves are used in teas and other products. 
As a child of the 1980s myself, I grew up only seeing the negative effects of coca leaf, equated to cocaine, and the war on drugs. But culturally, coca has a lot of significance in South America, dating back to the time of the Incas. During his time in South America, the drinks marketer and John thought that the culture and flavor of coca leaf could be really fun to build a brand around. So when trying to think up of a brand name, he did some simple research. He knew that El Himidor is the name of the person that harvests agave, and listen to episode 4 for the story of El Himidor tequila. But what was the name for the person that harvests coca leaf? They're called cocaleros. John did a trademark research and found it to be open, so he registered Cocolero as a brand name, and away he went. There is a lot of marketing potential from South American culture and the coca leaf influence on a brand, but there's a lot that needs to be put into a spirit to create something new. John was living in China at the time, but he had a lot of connections in Ireland. A bottler, a flavor house, and other resources that he had worked with previously and was able to tap into to help create Cocalero. But first he had to source the key ingredient, which is decoconized coca flavor, or non-narcotic coca leaf. It was not an easy task, but the flavoring team he was working with saw it as a challenge and ended up making it happen. It's actually the exact same flavorant that is used in Coca-Cola soda. But with that base of coca leaf flavor, and to be honest, coca leaf as a flavor is difficult to describe and maybe difficult to pick out in the bottle of Cocalero. True, coca leaf maybe has a bitter flavor in high quantities, but it's a key ingredient as a base for the spirit. John started with an overall flavor profile. It needed to be something that would work for modern drinkers. He wanted to be a little more sophisticated, so purposefully did not go overly sweet with the product. And it was at the time that the craft gin renaissance was happening or beginning to flourish, and so layered on some gin botanicals to the coca leaf base. In working with his flavor partners, John says they went through at least 150 different samples, trials and errors, to get the flavor to John's liking. He says it was laborious but fun. Said you'd turn up one flavor to get a, a taste that you liked and it would end up overpowering another so you'd have to back off and, and try again. It was a big process to arrive at the proprietary recipe for Cocolero. The idea really was to create a spirit that was fun and drinkable. The choice to go with a green color for the spirit was to make the product stand out on a back bar and be very identifiable. Green, as John describes it, is the color of health and vitality. When Cocolero first launched, it was packaged in a much taller bottle. It was tapered and it was changed about 18 months into production at the strong suggestion of the bottler. It was found that in a high-speed filling line, that taller bottle with a higher center of gravity created some problems in filling. So about a year and a half in, they switched to a bottle more in line with what the bottle is currently before switching to a bespoke custom bottle for Cocolero. John says they're always constantly tweaking the packaging just a little bit for Cocolero to represent the brand more fully. An example is the bottle I have has a circle above the word Cocolero that contains the letters EL, and this is for Espiritu de Libre. Current bottles have an eagle condor motif. Because John was living in China at the time, Cocolero launched first in Asia, though it was made in Ireland as a South American spirit. Cocolero did really well in Korea first. It did okay in China and Hong Kong, but Japan in 2014 is where the spirit really took off. 
Cocolero is currently the top imported liqueur in Japan, outselling big global brands like Jägermeister and Campari. Cocolero is number one. The success in Japan has allowed Cocolero to expand, and they've entered the U.S. market only recently in 2019. The brand reached 1 million bottle sales in 2019, but then shortly thereafter the COVID-19 pandemic hit, being a primarily on-premise brand, sales dropped substantially. In fact, in 2020, Cocolero had received approval by the TTB, which is the regulatory body in the United States for alcoholic spirits, to have production done in California by a contract distiller to more efficiently and economically supply North America and Asia. Those plans were shelved for the time being. But as of the middle of 2021, currently Cocolero is about to launch in Russia and India, both very large markets. Sales in the UK and Europe are going well. Japan and Asia are still strong, allowing for expansion. And the U.S. is likely a growth market for Cocolero. There's already been some brand expansion as well. Cocolero has a spicier version available, a Cocolero Negro, which is a dark. And this one is also made in Ireland, along with Cocolero Classico. However, one of the plans John had from the beginning was to actually make some of the product in South America. And he's achieved this with a partnership with a local distillery in La Paz, Bolivia. The Bolivian-made version of Cocolero is named La Altura, and this is made with a maceration of coca leaves, and then the maceration is distilled, and this distillation removes the alkaloids or the narcotic part of the coca leaf. And then there's a selection of South American botanicals used that really create a unique spirit. I'm interested in trying it. It's not yet available in the United States. I hope to get my hands on some down the road when it is available. But this true South American made spirit brings Cocolero truly to its home. So how is the original Cocolero Classico made? Well, it's still currently made in Ireland with imported coca leaf or decoconized coca leaf from South America and then there's other botanicals added. Production is fairly straightforward. The botanicals are extracted using steam distillation. Then it's blended with a neutral grain spirit that's distilled five times. It's blended with water sugar and a bit of lime juice, John said. It's cut to 29% and that's it. That's overly simplified, but fairly true. There's not too much that's sexy about the process of production of Cocolero. It does have FDNC green number three added for color. And from a sugar content standpoint, it contains about 9.5 grams per liter, so it's not too sweet. Of the 17 botanicals claimed to be in it, I know of at least what, 11 or 12. These are coca leaf, of course, juniper, guarana, green tea, ginseng, ginger, capsicum chili, peppermint, spearmint, orange peel, and lavender. There's a few secret ingredients John wouldn't disclose, and no spirit would be complete if it didn't have some secret ingredients. So on to cocktails and consumption. The coca bomb is how most consumers first try the liqueur on premises. This is really popular in Japan and Asian markets. There's a custom quaffer or double bubble shot glass, and this is layered with an energy drink and Cocolero Classico. Once consumers try Cocolero, they'll often graduate to chilled shots or long drinks. John likes a Cocolero sour, and he says it's great with tonic, or as a substitute for triple sec in a margarita. The spirit's mixable and drinkable. So in summary, what do I think of Cocolero Classico? I really like it. It's good. I'm likely going to drink it all neat. Maybe add it to some tonic. I might try it that way, but I prefer most of my spirits neat. 
I really like the story. The allure of a coca leaf flavored liqueur is one of the things that first drew me to cocolero. It's intriguing. You feel like you're getting away with something. It's cocaine, but it's not cocaine. Interestingly, in marketing, they never mention coca leaf anywhere. It's always the spirit of the Andes or South American herbal spirit. They allude to it, dance around it. Uh, they'll definitely tell, come out and tell you it's coca leaf flavored and totally legal and all that, but the allure of it being uh, taboo or illicit is kind of nice. That adds to it. It's also beautiful branding. One of the things I was talking with John about is spirits oftentimes is just great brand building. I'm a marketer by trade, so I really enjoy brand building and marketing in general. Cocolero fits the bill. The product's great too. It's not it isn't just something that's shiny and flashy and going to dupe you into something uh, to buy just because it's got a lot of brand dollars behind it. It's got a good flavor. It's a unique product. I also really like that Intrepid Spirits and, and John Ralph were able to bring Cocolero home with the version made in La Paz, Bolivia, the La Altura version of it. I'm looking forward to trying that at some point in the future. It can be said it's actually authentic South American spirit, even though it's made in Ireland currently. So that's going to do it for this episode of Liquor in the Core Connoisseur. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. As always, please subscribe and share. Show notes are on liquorinthecoreconnoisseur.com. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, your favorite podcast platform. The show's also on social media. Facebook and Instagram are where I'm most active. Also, my thanks one more time to John Ralph, founder and CEO of Intrepid Spirits, the creator of Cocolero. And as always, thank you for listening. <laughs>